Welcome to Screen Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital, sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me I had bipolar. I was sent home with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using loud music as a form of therapy. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy. Finding an authentic self and embracing it is a difficult task. Sometimes we show up in our day-to-day lives in a kind of default mode, bringing whatever baggage we carry with us. Patio Lantern, the screamer of brutal youth, was stuck in default mode. He was miserable and feeling lost about the direction his life was going. Then he went to a weekend retreat his boss recommended and everything shifted. Patty learned more about who he really is and how he could show up in life as the best person he could be. Paying it forward is a decidedly punk characteristic. Patty recently became a life coach to help others achieve their goals, and he still attends the weekend retreats whenever he can. The parallels between that and being a positive part of the punk scene both are about support, catharsis, and striving for authenticity. Hey, this is Patty O'Lantern from Brutal Youth. Where my mental health journey started, depression is something that I've battled here and there. It's never been something that I got so deep sunk into that I needed professional help, but I've definitely had battles. I had a really terrible 2018. Got to a place where I wasn't showing up for work. I just wasn't functioning properly. And so finally, my boss at work said, listen, I know you're going through a lot right now. And we had been talking. He knew sort of what was going on. He had been part of this weekend where he had gone through this self-discovery process. It was all about figuring out the legacy that you're going to leave behind and becoming the person that you want to be in the world instead of the person who you sort of show up as when you're in default mode. So he brought me to this weekend and it yeah, it was really cathartic. It was three days and it was tough because I was just in a really raw place at a relationship that had just imploded. And I was just in a space where I didn't feel like anybody gave a shit whether I lived or died. I had a, a rough relationship with my father um, growing up. My folks were together, so I didn't, it's not like, you know, we were estranged or anything like that. We just didn't see eye to eye. I grew up listening to punk rock and he was a very sort of straight laced. He grew up playing sports. And and so we just, we didn't understand one another. We talked past one another. And so I was carrying around a lot of hurt with that relationship. And I was carrying around a lot of hurt based on the relationship that I was in that had ended. And I just needed 
something to give. I needed something to change. So yeah, I went to this transformational weekend, three days of just really intense work. It was rooted in some concepts around archetypes. That was the launching pad, right? I came out with a sort of new outlook as to who I wanted to be and, and what I wanted to do. And, and from that point on, the organization that put it on, I spent three years as part of the organization with a team of people who we met once a week. And it was just like a peer counseling group. We supported one another. Anytime something wasn't going right, we were just there to, to help pick up the pieces. And when things were going right, we were there to encourage one another and we were there to support one another. I'm interested in the idea of archetypes and also the idea of punk rock and how punks like yourself and myself, we can go out to these shows, we can play in these bands, we can be ourselves, essentially. And you talked about bringing your authentic self. And to me, punk rock is all about authenticity and being authentic and bringing yourself. So where's the parallel between that and going to these retreats and finding out who you really are? So authenticity and vulnerability are two big aspects that the weekend is sort of built around as well as the archetypal energies that we talk about. So it's based around this book, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, and these archetypal energies. Essentially what it is, is trying to train people to recognize where those energies might be beneficial for them. Where do I need to be a king or a sovereign in my life? I mean, it doesn't have to be a masculine archetype. It can be, you know, the queen, king, sovereign, whatever speaks to you. The particular weekend that I went to was to help train men specifically to become more vulnerable, to try and root out all those toxic aspects of masculinity and get more in touch with being a mature person in the world and not just being a dude in spaces that you're in. So we trained around that. We trained around vulnerability. So you had asked where the intersection is between punk rock and mental health. And I think the answer to that question is everywhere. I mean, you look at the Ramones, those guys were battling demons the whole time that they were a band. There's a lot of history that you can look at. Hardcore bands, like most of that is rooted in positive psychology. You look at the Bad Brains, for example, right? PMA, like Minor Threat. It's all just self-help books on tape, really. <laughs> One of my favorite bands is Seven Seconds. Gorilla Biscuits, like there's so much that's just rooted in positive, powerful language. That's one of the things that I've always really loved about punk rock. And you can find the opposite of that too. I mean, like, it's kind of funny. Punk rock exists in kind of like the space where you've got all this positive PMA and there's also the the other side of that coin where you've got people who are just depressed and sad and lonely and and that comes out in that sort of aggressive fashion too. And I mean, it runs the spectrum. There's silly stuff and there's political stuff, but I've always found that when people get personal, you, you get a lot of one of those two aspects. Those are the kinds of songs that I always gravitated towards. Brutal Youth, in terms of where the songwriting came from, it was just, it was a journal entry for me in a lot of ways. Where does punk rock and, and mental health intersect? Everywhere. When you were going to these retreats and now that you go back and do coaching and mentoring, 
do you get the same feeling when you're there, when you're at a punk show or playing in a band where you have that feeling of, this is who I am, I can finally be myself? Definitely. I love doing these weekends. I just, actually last weekend, we finished one. Uh, we did it twice a year. I love going back because you get to know people on a really deep level in a very short period of time. You get to see people transform in a way that is so powerful. The crescendo of the weekend is on. So we're there Friday, then Saturday, and then Sunday. We're facing sort of mortality on Friday. On Saturday, we get down into like, what are the things that you're not talking about that you need to talk about? And then Saturday night, there's this big celebration of sort of shedding those layers and stepping into a new life that you've decided to create for yourself. On Sunday, we talk about purpose. And uh, a lot of the people who come to the weekend don't have a direction or a purpose in life. And so we spend about three hours helping them carve out a purpose that they're passionate about. So sitting down and just saying like, okay, well, what do you want to drive the rest of your life? We had some great ones come away the last weekend. We had a man who said like, I'm going to be the key that unlocks successful communities. And we had another man who walked away and said like, I'm going to help other people tap into positive mental energy. Someone said, I'm a light for the hopeless in the world. Like those kinds of, it's really exciting to watch them flourish and come away just transformed people who are ready to take on life in a way that they never used to. What did you come away with the first time or, or other times that you've done it with your purpose? So my life's purpose is to leave everything better than I found it, which is a uh, Boy Scout motto and, and whatever else. <laughs> but that really speaks to me, right? Is uh, when I meet somebody, I want to do everything I think I can to um, help transform that person's life in a meaningful way. Or even if it's just a simple conversation, I want somebody to walk away with a smile that maybe they didn't have five minutes before. So I just want to leave everything in a better space and every person in a better space than when I initially encountered them. And that doesn't mean that there's people out there who are not doing well already, but I want to have a positive impact with every single thing that I do. That was not my life for a really long time. I loved to push buttons and say the wrong thing and upset people. And and that was just a way of dealing with the hurt that I had been carrying around. Misery loves company. So now I'm doing my best to interface with the world in the opposite direction. And how hard is that to do? Sounds pretty tough. Yeah, good question. How hard is that to do? Not as hard as it used to be because it's genuinely who I want to be and what I want to do. It's been a learning process and it's been a skill that I've had to acquire. I always admired people that did that. It just wasn't necessarily, it's not like I never came from that space. So the thing about the archetypal energies that we talk about on the weekend is everybody has a default way of being. When we talk about how I show up in the world, one of my mentors says, no matter where I go, I show up. Meaning, doesn't matter where you are, you've got a default way of being. What we do on this weekend is we give people access to choice. So instead of showing up the way you always show up, rather than what is this situation going to turn me into, it's what does this situation need from me in order to be the, the best possible outcome. So 
we give people an opportunity to just say like, all right, well, right now, if I were to tap into that lover energy and just offer out pure, unfiltered love to whoever needs it, that might be what settles this particular situation down. I mean, you can apply it in any sort of situation. I need to be a warrior right now. I've got a number of tasks that I need to accomplish. I've got a to-do list. I've got to tap into that energy, that warrior energy. Shadow archetypes too. A lover that is doing too much of the same thing might start to get addicted to whatever it is they're doing. So all of these energies balance one another out. And it's just about choosing powerfully. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do in a specific situation? It's about mindfulness. Whenever I think around trash talking people or feeling negative or basically being threatened by them is what essentially it is. I always think about the song Bad Mouth by Fugazi and how Iemakai says, you're bringing it upon yourself by being negative. And so the choice there is, do I go there or not? And then that song comes into my head and it helps, but not always successful. For sure. It's not always going to be successful, but at least you have the opportunity to look at it from the lens of, okay, who who do I want to be? And you're not always going to catch yourself either, right? Sometimes you show up in that default way of being. But the more you talk about it and the more you think about it and the more you assess, who am I right now? Who was I just then? Who do I want to be? That's the big one. Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? It's very difficult to set an intention in the moment. That's the biggest skill. But if you set an intention before you show up, no matter what I do, I'm going to show up as this particular thing. The other thing we train people on is what we call CPRs, context, purpose, results. What results do you want to Write them down, make sure they're tangible, make them smart goals. And then after that, once you've written down the goals that you want to achieve, why? What's the purpose of getting those things? And then the context piece is, how do you need to show up in order for those things to occur? That's a quick check-in, right? Context could be anything. It could be, I had one one time where my context was fun, Pat. I was on a weekend with some people who could slip into just being depressed and angry and raw. And so my context for the entire weekend of just hanging out with pals, we were going to a festival was fun pat. And anytime I saw things start to slip, I would go, okay, context, fun pat. What would fun pat do in this situation? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was just like, what would fun pat do in this situation? And as soon as I thought about that, it was just easy to slip into, okay, here's that default way of being. At the end of the weekend, like had a moment where one of them came to me and said like, Hey, you made this weekend really fun and you just showed up and made it just such an enjoyable experience. That meant a lot because that's not always the place that I come from. I can be mean and I can say hurtful things and I don't want to be that guy. One of the things that I have trouble with, with showing up is because my moods are dysregulated. So I'll have Mm -hmm. high moods and low moods. It's hard to be that same fun loving or even just to be me because these moods are really affecting me obviously on me regardless of whether i'm high or low but it does provide a challenge to being authentic in some ways or even just being who i think i want to be when i'm most alive yeah and i totally get that the stuff that we're working with is from the perspective of life coaching and life coaching is great but it is certainly not a substitute for professional mental health help do you find that it's a big responsibility to be coaching these folks Well, I just finished a program to become a professional business life coach. And one of the things that I always say to the people who I'm coaching is, this is not therapy. Therapy is 
focused on what has happened in the past, which is an important thing to discuss and uncover. We are not doing that. We are setting intentions for where you want to go. So where you have been is the job of a mental health professional. I am not one of those. Where you want to go, I can definitely help you set intentions, set goals. And if there's your past that you need to unpack, I encourage you to do that as well. And it could be one of our goals to set you up to look into who do I need to speak to? How do I need to get myself better? But they're two totally separate paths. All of this stuff that you're talking about is very punk rock in my mind. And I think a lot of folks think about punk rock as just being this wild form of music where people are slamming into each other and screaming in each other's faces. And it is, but it's also a way of life growing up as a punk and knowing all those bands and those positive messages like seven seconds. Are you finding that this is just a continuation of that? It definitely fits really easily. That's like a warm sweater for sure. (laughs) It's not alien. It's not something that, I mean, the clash, you listen to the clash and it's just, how do we make things better? How do we figure this out so that we are all taken care of? That sense of community has always been very deeply ingrained in all of the bands that I've loved. You find nihilism if you want it to. I've never gravitated towards that stuff. That's never been anything that like stoked a fire for me. When I was in high school, like a bunch of my buddies got into like GGL and they're like, oh yeah, this guy tries to push buttons like the Sex Pistols, same thing, right? Like they just try and make people feel something. There's that outlook too, that like punk rock is about being deliberately offensive and setting people off. That never spoke to me. I never gravitated towards that stuff. And because my pals were all sort of into that stuff, we would always try and push the envelope and say the most shocking thing and the most offensive thing. There's nothing, nothing about that in terms of the broader picture is interesting to me. When I'm with my friends, quietly, alone, They still try and push buttons. I love them for who they are. There's just nothing in that. This is navel gazing. I'm not interested in being destructive at this point in my life. One of the things about punk rock and especially performing people that are being antagonistic or provoking the crowd or whatever, there is a catharsis there. And I think there's a positivity there in the chaos. For instance, trying to purge demons or trying to get the energy you have inside of you out by screaming and by thrashing around and by yelling your lyrics and by going into another state, snapping off into a a zone. And I know that when you perform, you're jumping around, tons of energy, and you're just going for it. I'm wondering if there's that same snap where you might go off into another place. Oh, absolutely. I get transported to a completely... I just go to a different plane of existence. I come back and the show is over and I'm sweaty and I'm bloody and I'm messy. Absolutely. There's a huge catharsis. There's a huge release. I get up there and the microphone finds my forehead all of the time. I'm coated in blood at the end of most sets. Yeah. Punk rock is a place to release all of that aggression, but it's a healthy release, right? What's beautiful about the punk rock scene is like, yeah, people are slamming into one another, but you can feel the love in the room. You can feel the energy. I mean, like Sick of It All. I love Sick of It All. They're another band that if you look at their lyrics from the outside, they sound so angry.
then you read through what they're saying. And again, it's all that self-help book on tape stuff. I love bands like that. I love Sick of It All for that. It's all positivity. It's all positive energy. And then you've got people who are like, they've got the wall of death that they do at every single one of their shows. You've got people crowd surfing. You've got people running across one another's heads. But the second somebody goes down, you've got nine or 10 people holding everyone else back and everyone concerned and picking a person up. And if someone's hurt, everyone cheering when that person gets up. So yeah, it's all love. It's all a positive release. It's not like we're going out there deliberately to hurt one another. I'm seeing that chaos that you're describing and that energy and that positivity and that collective catharsis. And I'm seeing it zeroing back into the work that you're doing and the retreats you're going on. And it's almost like that's the kinder, gentler version of support. Punk scene is huge on support. There are parallels there that I can see. When you're at those weekends, are you thinking about the punk scene in general or is it just you're there to focus on larger things? I don't know necessarily that I'm focused on larger things. I'm focused on different things. I'm focused on the participants when I'm there. So the people who are there to get something, I'm focused on them getting whatever it is they need. Because oftentimes we get people from all walks of life. We get people who are there because they are performing, but they want more performance. Somebody who is there at one point who said like, if I don't change by Sunday, my wife is leaving me and she's taking my kids. This is my last hope. So please, I need something, right? We've had people who have had repressed trauma that they've never spoken about, who finally feel comfortable sharing with somebody what they went through. So I'm focused solely on the people who are there getting what they need to move their lives forward in the direction that they want to go. When I'm at a show, I'm focused on creating an energy that's fun and exciting and positive and that people walk away with something as well, but it's a different thing, right? Instead of here's how my life is going to be different. It's man, I can't believe I just had that euphoric experience positive in both directions, but different. Do the people at the retreats know that you're a punk who screams in a punk hardcore band? I kept the two things separate for a while. And at this point, I'm just sort of like, I am who I am. I don't need to compartmentalize these things. Because like in the punk rock scene too, I would say like, oh, I'm involved. And the people like, oh, is it like one of those uh, drum circle things that like you all get together and you get shirtless and like bang on <laughs> drums and stuff like that. I'm like, so what if it is, man? We're putting people in a situation where when they walk away, and by the way, yes, we do have a drum circle. We take our shirts off at the end. I'm proud of the work that I do. I'm proud that I've got 22 people who walked away a week and a half ago who are attacking their lives in a way that they never showed up before, where we've got wives, children's boyfriends, husbands, girlfriends who are saying, who is this person? I've never seen them before and I love them. Thank you. I find that wholly enrolling. And if someone finds that weird or, or, or icky or irksome, that's okay. More power to them. I feel great contributing to people's lives and setting them up so that they're getting the lives that they want. That's truly, that's my purpose. I want you to have the life that you want. When I show up, I look at those participants, all of them, and I say, I want you to walk out of here doing exactly what you want, living the life that gets you so energized. Yeah, purpose is so huge and it's great work to be helping people find that. 
Yeah, that's what I do in my coaching. We sit down, we define, what are your values? You ask people that question, you'll be surprised how many people go, I don't know. What drives you? I had a friend of mine who I was working with, and that was one of the questions that I asked. What are your values? And they said to me, I have no idea. So we spent an hour and a half doing an exploratory exercise to determine, like, what are your values? Because now that you know your values, those can inform your choices. And we actually like made a, a physical representation of them. And so they were able to look at it every single time they were not aligned with their values and say, oh, yeah, those are my values. And then all of a sudden, everything they're doing is intentional again and everything they're doing feels good and they're on the right path and they're on the right trajectory and they know what their goals are because they know how they want to live. That's huge. That was my conversation with Patty O'Lantern of Brutal Youth, brutalyouth.bandcamp.com. For more episodes of Screen Therapy, go to screentherapyhq.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Big news, the Screen Therapy book is available now. Screen Therapy, a punk journey through mental health, tells my story and the stories of others who use punk as a catalyst for mental health. Like this podcast, it links the community-minded punk scene with the mental wellness of the punks who belong to it. To order the book, go to ScreenTherapyHQ.com. For merch, check out the newly opened store at ScreenTherapyHQ.com store. And for even more designs, check out Screen Therapy on TeePublic. Okay, enough promoting. It's time for some thanking. Thank you for listening to Screen Therapy. Doing this podcast and talking to folks about punk rock and mental health has been a crucial part of my own mental stability, and it means so much to me that you're out there listening. Screen Therapy is created in the Cathet region of coastal British Columbia, Canada, on the traditional territory of the Klahaman Nation. Contact me at ScreenTherapyHQ.com or email me at ScreenTherapyPodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Let's talk about punk rock and mental health. Until next time, take care and be well. Yeah,